This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to a land that is both familiar and unfamiliar. A place of deserts, of shrublands, of valleys, of mountains, <laughs> of dry forests and steppes, and of course, very, very, very large deserts. I, I think I already said deserts, but I'm going to really emphasize deserts. <laughs> Welcome to the land of Utaram. A land that has been ravaged by some sort of cataclysm. Few people know exactly when the cataclysm occurred or what exactly caused it. But some time ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, really depends on where you are, something terrible happened that ravaged the landscape, desolated the society, and has left many struggling for survival. We open on a small, sleepy town on the easternmost border of Utaram, a town that is currently being approached by an individual walking along the remains of a dusty road at the end of a very, very long journey. Connie. Would you like to introduce your character to us, please? Oh, boy, I'm first? Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. As the dust swirls away, uh, it reveals a lone traveler on this long, winding, dry desert road, Chang Hu Shi, also known as Hu Shi. Uh, they are wearing these long, beautifully like woven robes of, of black and white. The make of their robes is odd. Probably not something many people in this region have seen before. Um, and as they continue to walk, um, you see their back. The back of their robes has an etching of a crane flying uh, against the silhouette of a moon. Uh, but as the crane flies upward and away, it leaves behind the dark veil of night uh, that trails to the bottom of their robes. And drawn low over their face is a wide straw-brimmed hat with a, a veil 
draped down around it to shield them from the dust. Also shielding this person from uh, the dust as we draw in on their face is a uh, metallic mask uh, with these two horns protruding from the forehead that completely obscure their face. The scowling visage of a demon with these like sharp uh, teeth protruding both from their upper mouth and lower mouth. And as they breathe, you hear a wheezing <sighs> As you realize this mask is not just for decoration, it seems to help filter out the dust particles in the air. They have a long sheath strapped to their waist with a red tassel dangling off the uh, handle of this sheath. Um, The tassel looks interesting. It almost looks to resemble like a a rolled up scroll, but it's much too small to be a scroll. Uh, Last but not least, a long flowing black hair ripples out from underneath their wide straw brimmed hat, but their hair is also streaked with strands of white. And this is Chang Hushi, as they are a lone traveler making their way toward this town. Well, Hushi, uh, you see before you a town uh, with construction, uh, with a construction style that you are not familiar with. But I think the fact that you are seeing a town at all is incredibly encouraging. This town has uh, mostly brick buildings, uh, tan bricks, a lot of them with flat roofs. It looks like the kind of place that was probably quite nice, but the years have brought a decay. Whatever this town might be, it is a shell of its former self. And as you are walking towards the main part of the town, you are passing the, what the remains of empty houses. Um, you see uh, a sort of architecturally incongruous archway like in the front of the town that looks like it used to be connected to some larger structure that has since been worn away. It looks like there should have been like some sort of a gate or something in this spot, but there isn't really much to be seen as you approach. As you see the people inside of the town, uh, you see that a lot of them are wearing these these long, loose-fitting robes. Um, several of them have these pointy hoods pulled up uh, over their heads, as well as like scarves and things, and uh, scarves to cover their lower mouths, and goggles to block their eyes from any dust in the air. These outfits come in a variety of colors. Um, most of them are relatively dull, but uh, as you approach the town, you hear, oh, oh my goodness, uh, uh, and in a scrambling sound as uh, a man wearing a, a very beautiful, uh, bright blue and reddish colored uh, one of these robes runs up to you and you hear, oh, hello, uh, hello, traveler. It is so nice to meet you. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, my name is Magrin. Very nice to meet you. Uh, you see that this man, and this is actually going to be the first roll of the game. Connie, <gasps> would you Ooh. like to roll oh my. on the race chart to determine this this man's race? Oh, I would. What kind of a die is that? I need a D12 followed by a D4. So much fun. Okay, I'm going to roll them both. Um, 10 on the D12, 3 on the D4. Okay, so you see he is a green-skinned fellow. You see that uh, his hood is down and he's got like a little tuft of red hair, long pointy ears that stick out to the sides. Uh, And he's pretty short, probably about uh, four foot five, uh, runs up to you. Now you are, how tall exactly are you? Ah, 
I forgot to mention Hoosier's most notable physical trait. Uh, they're freaking gigantic, uh, close to what? eight feet tall, probably <gasps> seven feet. 10 inches or so with this um their sword is normal size for them but for like a regular person who's like not this gigantic like towering monstrous figure uh probably a rather large great sword almost uh, they look down decidedly through their like demonic mask and their shoulders uh seem to tighten as this figure approaches uh he runs up, I guess barely coming up to your knee, uh, and holds out holds out a little green hand uh, and smiles up at you in greeting. Uh, hesitation, and then a hand comes out that is wrapped up in a glove, uh, a cloth-spun glove to sort of disguise the skin. Uh, and this cloth wrap also goes all the way up a hoosier's a forearm and ends tightly at the elbow. Hesitation, and then mm. they take the hand and they delicately shake it. <laughs> you still slightly lift him like to the to his tippy toes. Yes. <laughs> I do. Down. It's a power uh, move. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh my, it's quite a grip you got there. <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I I didn't catch your name. Hoosier. Ah, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> thought you're about to thought you're about to say that you were my father. <laughs> oh, uh, bizarre non sequiturs aside, uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to allow me, please, to show you around our lovely town here. Uh, welcome. H- have you been here before? No, water. I'm thirsty. Right, right away. Uh, here, uh, you see that he like runs over to this well that's near the the side uh, or near the uh, side of the archway, uh, and it, it starts like trying to pull up the the rope. Uh, but he's like he's actively like hit, like jumping into the air and trying to grab and just to pull this thing up uh, because you get the sense this bucket probably weighs about as much as he does. While this little dude is struggling, I step forward and I say, "Please." Allow me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He sort of like holds out the rope and says, be careful, it's heavy. Oh boy. Okay, uh, Hushu's gonna take the rope and try to pull pull the bucket up. <laughs> Are you gonna ask me for a check to your DM? No. <laughs> this, this weighs about as much as, as as much as Magrin does. Okay, Which okay. means that you could lift it by like lowering your arm, sure. essentially. Yeah, like, I, do, I do a tricep <laughs> push down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the first real good pump you've gotten in a long time. Uh, you... <laughs> Easily, uh, you hear water sloshing up Mm -hmm. uh, to the surface. You see that the water um, has a slight sheen to it. Like the water looks shinier than the water that you're used to. Mm. Is there something that you would like to do in response to this? I would like to squint my eyes very hard at this water to see if there's anything magical or anything odd or off about it. And while this is happening, um, all the people like bustling to and fro, I think, uh, I'm assuming this is like somewhat of like a bustling town. Like there's, this is like the most people who sure has seen in like a while, right? Yeah, it's not like it's not mm-hmm. any kind of like super fast paced town, but there are definitely people working like this is a working town. People okay. are doing work. Totally. The, the chattering of voices and like uh, hawkers calling out wares, you know, like uh, shoes stomping against like tightly packed desert sand is getting it to be a little overwhelming, I think, for Hoosier. And they sort of like hunt, hunch their like ginormous uh, shoulders up to their ears. They lower their like straw brimmed hat and they just focus on the, the undulating waves of the water in the bucket in front of them 
Okay. Well, roll me an arcana check to see. <laughs> oh if boy, you can, oh boy. Thank you for asking yes. for that specific thing. Ugh, I got a four, uh, plus seven, eleven. You, I think before you came here, you knew that it was likely that there would be more magic in the environment here. And along your travels, I think that you've noticed the environment seeming to become less uh, natural and more supernatural just with mm. the way that the the way that the landscape has changed and in some cases the way that the wildlife and foliage even acts uh so with an 11 like you can pretty much surmise yeah there's probably some kind of a magical influence here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you see that as you're like looking at it my grin's like oh uh yeah it's perfectly safe i drink it all the time uh, i eye his green skin and the long floppy ears <laughs> and i say no doubt you do <sighs> but like <laughs> Hoosher is way too thirsty to, like, care at this point. So they lift the bucket mm-hmm. uh, to their nose, they give it one good sniff, and then they, like, just, they drink it, like, through the mask, right? They're, like, oh. like some of it, like, sloughs, like, down, like, down their robes. <laughs> they drink it, like, thirstily. And oh, when they're mm-hmm. done, the bucket's, like, halfway done. They reach to a gourd strapped to a uh, sash at their waist. They uncork it, and they, like, like, fill up the gourd. As you're doing that, I think, as the water was, like, sloshing down your front, it revealed that there had been, like, a layer of dust. Yes. That it was just like washing away and the colors now shine even more brilliantly. Uh, and you see like people are really starting like people had glanced up before. Now people are really starting to be like, who is this that just rolled into town? Like, just looking at, like who be looking so fly? Who this? Um, who this? McGreen, McGreen uh, looks up at you. And he's like, oh, my, these are very fine clothes. Uh, you are new here. Yes. Yes. I'm new to this entire place. I am a stranger to Uttaram. Oh, uh, oh, wait, you, you don't mean to tell me that you are a foreigner? <laughs> yes, foreigner to you. <laughs> oh, he jumps into the air, fully clicks his heels. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. I love this guy so much. So good. Oh, happy day. <laughs> we are saved. Salvation has arrived. Please come with me. Allow me to show you to the finest establishment in all of... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You, you don't know the name of the town, do you? Uh, no. The name of this town, you probably can't read the sign there. You see that he points up at the, the arch, which has like, it has lettering in a language that you just don't speak. Uh, that is pronounced uh, Bawatun Sarikatun, but you can just call it Squeaky Gate. <laughs> uh, the gate done uh, rusted away, but uh, it made an impression while I was here. Okay. Just to make sure I get it, is it Bawatun Sarikatun? Yes. Okay. Let me just write that down. Uh, Bawabatun. Bawabatun. I actually mispronounced okay. it. Now, come along with me. Uh, I, I, we have much to talk about. <laughs> okay. Right this way, Hoosier. Uh, he, like, he grabs, like, one of your fingers mm-hmm. and tries to, like, lead you through the town. Uh, yeah, like like a father being led by his toddler, his infant <laughs> child. Uh, Hoosier takes, like, one last, like, drag of the bucket, drops it back down the well, and follows um, you see, I think as you walk along, uh, I, I've actually, when he starts to try and lead you, I imagine like he sort of runs to the end of like the length of your arm and the, like stops. Yes. And then until you actually start moving, then, uh, he leads you through the town, uh, straight to one of the larger buildings. Uh, this building actually has a more of a slanted roof and you can see that in the doorway of this building, there's a pair of wooden swinging doors. Uh, follow me. This, this here, this 
is the camel's hump. It's our town saloon. Really, really making us write these notes mm. down, Jeremy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just just wait for the fifty NPCs we'll meet over the next two sessions. I, uh, I don't doubt that it. Is, that is Jeremy's style to a T. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, just to make sure I got we're on the same page. Magrin had had introduced himself as the mayor, right? Or am I making that up? No, no, no. Okay. He's just a guy who's here. <laughs> He's just a dude. Okay, cool. He, has not, dude. He, is, he is not giving you any reason for him to matter yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a guy. Uh, who sure sees the double swinging doors of the saloon. Uh, they duck to get under the door frame mm-hmm. and they only go through one door. Uh, they like sort of look at it with like hesitation, uh, like they've never seen this contraption before. And they push open like one side and walk in. You see that Magrid is able to, like, duck his head and run underneath the doors. Uh, as you push your way into this saloon, you see that there is a counter at the far end. One particular table, you see a small group of people sitting around uh, smoking hashish casually. And you see that one person in particular perhaps stands out because this person is, in fact, not alone. They are sitting with an animal. And to introduce this person and their animal, Johnny, please tell us about your character. Sure. I suppose I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying um, there is a picture somewhere, an old picture of this person whose name is Onuris Budge. In the picture, you will see a Nubian Egyptian man in his early 40s. He's got quite pointy features, he's quite scrawny um, but he has a great deal of warmth in his eyes Uh, pictures obviously in this time took a long time to take so you would have to stand still for a very long time and so that's why nobody was ever really smiling in these pictures but you can see from a curl in his lip that he was having to try really really hard not to smile the person you see before you is uh, more or less the same He's got the same eyes, slightly less warm, the same face, slightly less pointy, the same body, slightly less scrawny. But all of it's somewhat changed. His ears are elongated and rounded like those of a hippopotamus. And they are somewhat squashed down by the gambler hat that he wears on his head. Um, A gambler hat is sort of a mix between a uh, pork pie hat and a Stetson, so it's like a flat brim wide brim, flat top. He has a slightly protruding snout with uh, sharp teeth and the hint of tusks just poking out from his bottom lip. He's wearing a uh, a jellabia, which is a sort of long, flowing, loosely fitted robe with a sort of open collar and wide sleeves, on top of which is a sort of long waistcoat. The left sleeve has either been torn away or it's worn away and become threadbare, and it exposes a left arm that is, instead of a human arm, it is an elephant's trunk that just sort of lolls gently to the side. His right arm is mostly humanoid, though it has on it patches of green scales, much like a crocodile, and instead of fingernails, there are sort of crocodile talons on the end. As he reaches for his um, the mouthpiece of his hookah, the elephant hand briefly transforms into a human hand and takes up the hookah and he takes a puff and puts it back down before it transforms back into an elephant trunk and just lolls by his side. With the other hand, he goes to pet his loyal and faithful companion, 
uh, Nebit. Basically, in, in the most basic terms, Nebit is half leopard, half flamingo. She has the torso and most of the head of a leopard, but instead of the uh, leopard snout, she has a slightly elongated, furry, uh, curved beak. And instead of uh, her back limbs are sort of elongated and uh, they end in these sort of webbed feet, much like a flamingo. And instead of forelimbs, she has a pair of flamingo's wings. So she sort of resembles a bit of a wyvern in her sort of posture. But she's sitting on her hind legs, surveying the premises, and like she gently ruffles her wings. Budge goes to pet her and scratches her behind the ear, and uh, she gives the impression that she tolerates it. Just. <laughs> Budge, you have come here not just for fun, but specifically to lay low. You recently ran afoul of the Barbarossa mm. gang. A gang that had originally hired you to just pull what you thought was a regular job. And in fact, I think it's fair to say you didn't know that you were uh, even working for the Barbarossa gang originally. You didn't know that you were working for the Barbarossa gang originally. But when you eventually pulled the job, stole what needed to be stolen and decided that instead of giving it to the people who had originally hired you, you would instead give the goods to a much higher bid uh, from another party, another third party who approached you. When you did that, you discovered that, oh, no, you had unwittingly been hired by one of the biggest gangs in all yeah. of Utahrim. So you have come here right out to I'm going to call this the the butt hair town of the entire like if 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 the eastern coast of, of Utahrim is like the butt, butt you're on town. one of you're on like one <laughs> of the butt hairs. It's just like <laughs> just hanging out the edge of civilization. Sure. Yeah. Uh, smells about as good. Um, so does Budge, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's that's partly why Nebit looks like she's just tolerating what's happening. Um, you see that as this strange, gigantic figure, one of the tallest people you've seen in quite a while, comes striding in, uh, pulled by that little nincompoop, uh, Magrin. You notice that Nebit looks very interested in this newcomer. Oh, hey, you. Uh See something there, Nebit? She taps on the table. To, uh, and just like is Nebit is going to roll an insight check. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nebit looks and then her eyes widen and she lets out a small Huh. Huh. I see. Do you think I should go and uh, introduce myself to this individual? She gives you a look and sh sort of raises her wings is kind of like a, well, it couldn't hurt. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to sort of gently excuse myself from the table and just uh, m make my way maybe to the bar and just mm -hmm. see, wait for, wait for them to, uh, to come to me. Okay. Uh, Magrin, as you enter, uh, Husher, uh, says, uh, well, I know that you just may have slaked your thirst, but in case you're still thirsty, uh, there's a bar right here. You could get you some oat milk, you know, something a little tastier than just water. Uh, Husher places their other hand on Magrin's shoulder. This one actually does have skin that's revealed to be like weathered from like sand, but with this like um, uh, kind of like tanned tint 
uh, to it. And they just sort of say, you spoke of salvation. Tell me more. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, you are, uh, if I were to, he's going to roll a quick uh, insight check as well. He says, now looking at you and thinking about what I know of past uh, nations that we have uh, we have dealt with, I'm guessing that you might be from farther out east. Yes, I'm Garunian. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this is this is very exciting after all. Uh, okay, well, uh, now did the uh, did the day of fire reach all the way out there? Day of fire. Ah, you speak of the cataclysm. Yes, the cataclysm, the calamity, day of fire, uh, the day the earth stood still, etc., etc. Yes, it has touched us all. Well, we um, have been uh, struggling, uh, as you might imagine, since that happened. I'm sure struggles going all around. <laughs> I don't know how y'all are doing over there in Dulimbai Garoon, but I'm guessing it's it's a little rough out there too. <laughs> uh, you know, he waits to see if you're going to respond. At that, I think Hushir does not actually respond, uh, but there is a, a pregnant pause. Maybe there's like like an awkward silence <laughs> when he like says that, but like <laughs> he there's just, just sort of, of nods <laughs> silently. <laughs> yep. Mm. Uh, but there's that like kind of ominous breathing through the mask again. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> well, my point is, I am not originally from this charming little hamlet. I am actually here as a speculator. <laughs> you see, this used to be a bustling town uh, long before uh, before the day of fire. This was a, a, a an absolute metropolis, a beautiful place, uh, thriving uh, in lots and lots of trade. It was, uh, in many ways, the gateway uh, into the rest of Utarum for, for many of those who came to trade with us. Uh, but since uh, since the, the day of fire, uh, we haven't really had much in the way of trade or indeed visitors <laughs> from outside. <laughs> so, um, well, <laughs> the fact that you're here means that, well, we're saved. We're going to be able to import export. I am here in a primo position to capitalize on a brand new returning industry. Magrin, I'm afraid your hope may be misplaced. I am not a herald. I am just a traveler. Uh, let's get you a drink. He appears to have completely blue screened. Uh, so you can just lead him over to the. You can lead I him over I to pick the him bar. Up. I pick him up like a little puppy dog, and I sit him down on a bar stool, and I take the seat next to Elephant Trunk Arm Man. Okay. The bartender walks over. Uh, you see that this bartender looks extremely broad. And in fact, actually, Budge, would you like to roll for the race of the bartender? Ooh, sure. That's going to be a D12 and a D4. Okay. We have a nine and a three. Okay. Mmm. So, uh, this person has kind of bluish skin. Uh, they have slightly webbed fingers, uh, and 
they have like they're bald on top, but have this like circle of greenish curly hair uh, below, like weirdly long and healthy looking greenish curly hair in contrast to their very bald top of the head. Um, You see that they're like uh, I think both of you would recognize this uh, person as a Triton. Tritons usually are not this broad like this person is stocky. Their fingers are very broad. Uh, If either of you wish to, you can roll me an insight check on this person. Sure. Let's Okay. Let's do it. Uh 23. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Uh, you look, you see that uh, as they're uh, holding, picking up various glasses, uh, you see that their fingernails appear to have like an indent in the middle. Almost as if it's like two fingernails that have been welded together. Uh, you see, as they look up at you, their their pupils seem to be like double. They're still connected, but it looks like almost like a Venn diagram of two pupils that have been partially combined. Uh, and as they walk over you, to you and open their mouth to speak, you can see two sets of teeth inside of their mouth. And they say, welcome, new traveler to the camel's hump. My humble establishment. My name is Igad Igidar Ili. Well, I say my name. Uh, our name is Igidar Ili. Uh, we very much hope you enjoy your stay in our town. Is there something that I can get you to drink? Uh, I'll I'll pick these ones up if you don't mind. Oh, uh, absolutely, Budge. Um, what'll wet your whistle there, traveler? How about you, stranger? What are you in the mood for? So, question for Jeremy. What kinds of alcoholic drinks would Hoosier have run into up until this point? Hoosier, you would know that until recently, uh, well, at least pre-cataclysm, this area was dominated by Ionism, uh, the Ionist Empire that it had a it had had a uh, huge civil war prior to the cataclysm. But uh, in Ionism, they do not uh, allow the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Oh, so interesting. I think you would. Ass- yeah. So I think that you would assume they probably don't drink alcoholic beverages around here. You did, however, hear uh, Magrin mention something called hot milk. I. Uh- jerk my head toward the blue screen Magrin and I say, hot milk for that one. I'll just have some tea. All right, right away. I'll go milk the hot. <laughs> you see them walk around to the back and then you hear, meh. Uh, uh-huh. A second later, uh, this, you see they come walking back around uh, with a partially filled bucket. Uh, they scoop some of this white milk substance and uh, set it in front of Magrin, who is still kind of... Uh, and they go over and start, uh, they take what you're not like normally, uh, tea bags. They, they're like dark colored. This mm-hmm. looks like a lump of dirt that they uh-huh. just put into a bag, into a cup and they smile back at you <laughs> and they set it on top of a little, um, mud brick platform and underneath it, they like turn a little nozzle and you I think you would feel like a little release of magical energy Mm. as a tiny little flame emerges underneath it and starts to boil the water that that is inside of this cup and yeah they uh, they turn and nod at the pair of you Uh, they take your payment uh, budge all right yeah and say I'll leave you to it so Mm -hmm. stranger what uh, what 
What in the world brings you to a, a washed-out, butt-hair town like this one? <laughs> you are from this washed-out, uh, butt-hair town? Why, no, not myself. Well, I'm from all over. I just ended up here. But I'm curious. <laughs> uh, my story is not all that interesting, I assure you. I'm just a drifter. I'll be here one day, gone the next. And yourself? Much the same. I go wherever the work and the money takes me. Plus, see. wherever my, uh, my friend here... And uh, I could, I'll gesture, gesture over Nebit uh, to come um, over and say hello. Say hi. Nebit sort of walks. There's like a weird slapping sound on like the oh, floor. Uh, you see, there's also like a click because she has, uh, she full on has claws like uh-huh. extending from these webbed feet. Uh, she comes over and lets out a. Uh, hello. I think there's like a pause. I think Hushu thinks this is like a person, you know, like they really can't tell what's a person and what's not at this point. Uh, and they say like kind of formally, it's nice to meet you. Are you a traveler as well? And they extend a wing towards you. Uh, Excuse yes. me, she extends a wing towards you. Uh, Her vocabulary uh, is limited, but uh, uh, suffice to say, I think she likes you. Uh, who, who just shakes the wing, uh, then lets go of it. Is it like a weird texture? Is it like... Uh, well, I think as you like grip the end of the wing, you feel that uh, it feels really strong, like way stronger than you would expect for a wing. And as you're holding the end of it, you feel kind of where the bone ends. You feel like a claw sort of poke out and like lightly brush against the palm of your hand. Yeah, is this claw, like, sharp? Like, could it be a killing claw if it wanted to be? It's a leopard claw. Okay. It is a full-on leopard's claw. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Hushur notes this, right, let's go, uh, and is going to, like, turn, like, a more, I think, scrutinizing gaze upon this person. Stranger, I don't believe I caught your name. Oh, uh, why, how rude of me not to introduce myself. My name is Onuris Budge. Onuris Budge, a pleasure. And you are? My name is Hoosier. Hoosier. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Hoosier. You as well. Uh, Hoosier's going to extend a hand. Okay. Um, Budge will uh, extend his right hand and, and allow the, the uh, crocodile claws to just recede slightly <laughs> as, he, uh, as he shakes. Interesting. Uh, Jeremy, do I also feel the same sort of like magical poof as like the, the scales, like... Uh, rescind back up the arm or is this like different I think that it wouldn't be the same as like a spell being cast but I think uh, you feel like I feel like your hair is kind of on end in this whole place like as if it's full of static electricity like so much static electricity that everything is just like and so I think you would get sort of like a oh yeah this is probably part of that too Uh, there's a lot of ambient magic in here Uh, can I like Who's just gonna like when when they're shaking, you know, uh, Budge's hand? They're gonna try to like figure Budge out a little bit through the handshake, through how Budge has been talking to them this entire time, through Budge's tone <laughs> of voice, their apparent relationship with this animal leopard flamingo creature. Um, and cock my head and try to see what Budge's deal is, uh, but just by like looking at them. That's exactly what I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want to both roll insight checks? Sure. Yes, please. I don't All think right. Hushi's gonna try to hide oh. anything actively. So. Uh, mm-hmm. 
butts, butts. Is Budge hiding anything? Uh, nope. Nope, Budge isn't hiding anything, I don't think. Uh, that is an 18 poor. for Hoosier. Poor. Really poor. Um, <laughs> yeah, even, poor, even with poor, a plus six. That's, really that's an eight. That's an eight for Budge. <laughs> Great first roll. It's going to be a good campaign game. <laughs> okay. So I guess first, uh, Hoosier, what does Budge get with an eight? With an eight. You'll know that Hoosier isn't just a traveler. They're not just like a aimless drifter. They're looking for something, right? But the thing they're looking for, they keep it super, super under wraps. So if you try to ask about it directly, they'd clam up, you mm-hmm. know? So if you want, if you're curious about what they're looking for, you have to be a little bit more indirect. Or, um, they also seem to be like rather on guard with like, you know, you and now like your pet friend, girlfriend, they don't know, uh, Nebit. Um, <laughs> They are sort of sizing you up almost to see how much of a fight you would put up uh, if things went sour. So they're also like on a little bit on edge here uh, with an eight. I think that's what you get. Okay, understandable. And uh, yeah. And what does uh, what does Hoosier get with an 18 budge? Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Here's Um, my backstory. That's pretty. Yeah, I just (laughs) carried my entire backstory. Um, Budge uh, Budge is is. He's feeling he's pretty directionless at the moment. He's uh, laying low. He's kind of hiding out. He's made some honest, I say honest, completely dishonest uh, mistakes. Uh, and he has got in some some fairly serious trouble with a very powerful organization. So he's kind of hiding out here, laying low. But you will also know that he bears no malicious intent towards you. He actually just takes a huge amount of stock in uh, him and uh, I won't go into great detail, but him and Nebit's relationship sort of transcends a lot of uh, sort of uh, earthly uh, connections, and he trusts her uh, implicitly. And she has singled you out to make a connection, basically. Mm. And actually, with an eighteen, I'll even let give you a little bit about Nebit. Nebit, uh, as much as she may resemble an animal especially in that she's not wearing clothes looks at you with an intelligence that you have rarely encountered in anyone including humanoids uh as she like regards you with this sort of like weirdly long neck uh for something so cat-like oh yes i forgot to mention her neck is kind of elongated and curved like a flamingo's as well i should mention yeah Uh, And she just sort of she's like she's looking at you and just seems really interested. And it looks like she kind of I think as you're looking at her, it looks like she kind of has sussed you out a little bit and is reading you during this interaction. I'm being read by a cat bird. Okay, Uh, (laughs) Hoosier takes this all in stride. And they lift their uh, wrapped up hand to the lower part of this like demonic mask and they they remove it. They move, remove the lower jaw. There's almost like a, a hissing of a little bit of steam as they they tuck this part away um, to reveal like a, a bottom uh, chin that's actually like smooth and the lips look kind of like, you know, like full and soft, like they moisturize their lips often, um, almost like a girlish like mouth, right? Even though they're so big and imposing, they lift the, the tiny little dirt filled teacup uh, to their mouth and they give it a tentative uh, sniff. <laughs> Roll me a constitution save. <laughs> okay. Here we go, a con save. Really singling out my worst stats here. Um, Get out of the way, Ellie. 
Oh boy. Okay, that that's a nine. You could drink this, but I think as you sniff it, uh, you feel like something deep inside of you shudder. Uh, this is it's drinkable. And honestly, you probably should drink it just to acclimate yourself to the to the liquids here. Uh, you already drank a whole bunch of water, uh, but you will probably have a little bit of indigestion later. OK, it just won't be debilitating. All right. Uh, <laughs> she's going to like sniff it and then go <clears throat> and set it back down. <laughs> uh, like, take, take the mask back out and like just like reverse time there for a moment. <laughs> and, like put it back on. <laughs> like, just much, much quicker than you took it off. Like. <laughs> Uh, yes, exactly. Um, but they're going to turn to Budge, and as they speak, they're going to cast Prestidigitation on the tea to just clean it up a bit, if at all possible, mm. to remove like the disgusting silt and soot inside of it. Um, <laughs> they turn to Budge, and they say, I hope this isn't too forward of me. Uh, your arms. You haven't seen anyone like me before? I have. But uh, they weren't very interested in talking with me. Oh, I see. Well, uh, we're all over. Uh, we're pretty common around these parts. The, uh, the event uh, made us like this. And, uh, well, our, our mutations are multitudinous and varied. I believe I'm the only one who has an elephant trunk for an arm. But uh, there are many other calamity-born folk around. You just need to ask them where they were when it happened. Fascinating. Uh, Hushir does like a little, like, very elegant gesture. They twirl their wrists over the uh, teacup, and uh, there is a little bit of a, like, tiny little sparks, like, erupt from the surface of the tea um, as they attempt to cleanse it somewhat. <laughs> I think you see, like, the tea gets a lot clearer as a bunch of stuff sinks to the bottom of the teacup. Uh, it now looks like slightly tan water. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look at okay. it and be like, what, you... Did you just ruin that cup of tea? <laughs> You're just taking all the kick out of it. Uh, one man's trash, I suppose. <laughs> you, you, you see that... Uh, you see that Idiger Ely looks over and goes... Oh, no! I suppose one man's sucker is another man's sewage, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna milk my hoat again. <laughs> and just walk back. Oh, God. Uh, please continue. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. All who she was gonna say uh, is say, what's the trouble like around here? Uh, well, I'm gonna be straight with you. I'm here to uh, lay low for a while, let the dust settle on some business I've been attending to, and, uh... I'll show you some trouble. I'll show you some trouble. This woman just sort of falls in between the pair of you. I'll show you some trouble. That no done stole my hat. And she looks up at the, the, the pair of you. Her eyes look very watery, not really from tears. Uh, it looks like she's been hitting... You're not sure if it's the hashish or what, but she's been hitting some a little too hard. Ah, <laughs> uh, ma'am. Uh, as she sort of, like, slumped over, over like, the counter, uh, Husher, almost in a very gentlemanly fashion, um, tries to, like, help, help her up, yeah. you know, and, like, to, like, a proper seat. Yeah. Uh, ma'am, please, what's happening? 
she she like clambers up and sits on your lap. Oh my god! Uh, and then sort of leans leans on the the the, the counter like with with one hand. It's like. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> you're you're a very nice giant person. Uh, can I just ask? Has um has Budge encountered this person before? Uh, yes. Does he, is he aware? Like, would he be able to know if this was like a legitimate North st- theft or? Uh... Well, uh, you know this woman. Her name is Elkaisa Reynolds. Uh, she is known around town as kind of a layabout. The cataclysm did something to her mind. Clearly, but that has been greatly exacerbated by her consumption of shisha of not the highest quality. Uh, and so she is like, she. Ha- I will say this. She's known for uh, being uh, kind of a layabout, but she's not known for like hallucinating. Uh, but at the same time, you're not sure what Noel she's talking about. Hmm. Okay. But she did have a hat. That is true. She did have a hat, and she is not actually wearing a hat right now. Oh. I think I might interrogate her a little bit. So, uh, when did you last see this Noel? When did this happen? Uh, it happened just about... She starts, like, trying to count. Uh, she counts to, like, ten. Five minutes ago. Oh. It, it happened five minutes ago. Uh, she just it was right over there. She points to where she was sitting. Uh, you do remember her sitting there. You have not seen a knoll in here. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's like, there's, there's I sitting right there. And he came over, almost didn't see him. It's just, I happened to turn my head and there he was. <laughs> uh, ma'am, I'll get your hat back. Just wait here. Mm, you got great teeth. <laughs> she pointed the the mask you're wearing. It's great. Fangs are beautiful. I always say it's better when they're when they're jet black. <laughs> it's a sign of health. Uh, have some tea, and I I, yeah. I you know I pick her up off my lap and I set her back down on the stool and I like put the mug of freshly cleaned tea like in in her hands. She drinks. She like throws it back like a shot just <laughs> dirt and all <laughs> just <laughs> yeah thank you meanwhile i think as this is happening there is a bit of a commotion outside or more actually accurately a commotion at the door as the door <laughs> swings open, and yet another visitor to the town appears, uh, silhouetted in the doorway. Jasper, would you like to describe your character for us? Yes. Uh, so, uh, this is uh, Tovo, Tovo Reeves, and from the uh, head, you will see uh, what resembles, or the, the, the face, what resembles a tiefling. The horns are curled kind of round and they point almost upwards. And you see that half, almost down the center, though not quite as precise, half of the face is sort of flesh, uh, like a dark burgundy kind of uh, red skin tone. The other half is fully metallic, um, like a kind of robot-like uh, face on the side. Um, he he has a kind of bl- one blue glowing um 
has sort of quite a dull glowing blue eye and he wears a cloak which covers across his chest and oh I should say his horns as well are wrapped up in sort of like a, a again like a burgundy sort of turban which goes down and kind of connects into this big kind of duster cloak uh, which falls around his body and you see that his, his uh, whole body is wrapped kind of like in black wrappings but sort of through little breaks in the wrappings you can see these like metallic ribs on one side and then sort of a, a bit of a gaunt sort of chest on the other and uh, generally he's not the tallest character this is probably sort of an, like a very average like 5'11 size uh, looks relatively slight um, and uh, you see that they have a um, uh, they have a ninja sword which is like a curved uh, like a curved blade uh, which has like an L-shaped hilt um, and from I should say that from the wrappings as well you can see there's like a bit of smoke kind of escaping from underneath the wrappings uh, and just kind of constantly billowing, as is the the cloak. Uh, it's kind of constantly billowing, even though he's now standing inside. The cloak <laughs> uh, maintains billowing uh, as if he stood sort of on the top of a of a cliffside or something. Uh, and then uh, at the bottom, he's got these big kind of chunky black uh, cowboy boots with like complete with spurs. I'll say that as he sort of steps up and into the doorway, he's doing it very subtly, but he's uh, kind of sort of looks down. And as he looks back up, you see that the robotic side of his face has been replaced. Uh, He's going to cast Disguise Self uh, and it's just sort of a full red tiefling face. So he doesn't sort of try to make himself look any different to how he does. He's just hiding the robotic side of his uh, of his body. And again, like in between those little rib things, they sort of seem to fill out uh, with skin. Um, yeah, he he strides in and sort of just glances around, uh, looking looking pretty stoic. <laughs> <laughs> you you hear El Kaisa looks around and says, "Well, he ain't a no, but I don't trust him." <laughs> Uh, and at that point, uh, Magrin appears to like, he, he doesn't sound like he's taken a breath in the entire time <laughs> since he started making that noise. Uh, but it faded into the background, kind of like if you don't change the battery in your fire or in your smoke <laughs> alarm. <laughs> but it's, it's suddenly you notice that sound isn't there anymore. And you're, oh boy. And he comes running over and like hops off the bench, runs over and says, hello there, uh, new traveler. Uh, you're, you're new to these parts i take it yes uh yeah i am uh can i help you friend is there a reason you're uh rushing over to me like you ain't got a care in the world <laughs> well uh yes uh, well i do have many many very deep cares and one of them is introducing myself to you my name is mcgrin warren i'm a speculator around here i'd like to uh on behalf of the entire town of squeaky gate i would like to welcome you here and uh please stay a long time um well i'll stay as long as my business permits where can i get a uh a drink Oh, uh, well, the the saloon owners, uh, they seem to have gone uh, back to milk their hoat. Uh, I, I'll just call them. You see he runs over, hops onto the counter. Barcape! Barcapes! <laughs> uh, he turns his head. Sorry, it can get a little bit confusing sometimes. And most people aren't aren't collectives of two people, so it's a little unusual. But right. gotta remember. I, I uh, Tovo looks down at him and goes, I actually know almost exactly what you're talking about. 
Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> glad we're on the same page. Uh, you see that they they uh, the Lee comes back around, uh, takes your order, uh, Tovo. And at, during all of this, El Kaisa still goes. Now, I keep telling people that I've been beaten down. I've been abused. I've been abandoned and no one cares. And now somebody comes. This no comes, takes my head and still nobody. Nobody cares and tell me, strangers, won't you help me? Won't you help a poor lady uh, get her head back? Uh, DM, can I ask if I saw any gnolls uh, as I was entering the um, this this here tavern? You can roll me sort of a retroactive perception sure, check. I just want to see if I saw anyone like want. running. As you're like surveying yeah. the town. Uh, g- good start. That's an eight. <laughs> Great start. All right. Uh, you did not notice a single knoll. Uh, I think at this point, Hoosier is like trying to, fa- trying but failing to calm down this woman. She, you know, like what, the entire time that um, Akaisa has been like wailing, Hoosier's been like, it's okay, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm going to get your hat back. Don't worry, ma'am. I care, ma'am. Uh, and when this redskin tiefling comes in, you know, with a dramatic billowing of the coat, even though they're indoors, uh, Hushu looks up and sort of calls with like a strong voice over the hubbub of the tavern of the saloon. You there, traveler. Well met. Have you seen a knoll on your way in? Uh, I'm afraid I didn't see no knolls on the way uh, the way in here, but uh, is there one on the loose? Uh, is there an issue? Uh, yes, uh, of the hat-stealing variety. I don't think this will take much time. She does seem rather distraught. It's okay, ma'am. We'll we'll get your hat back. Uh, my favorite hat. <laughs> now, it it might not have been a no. As you see, this lady is somewhat incapacitated at the moment, so uh, it may well have been something else that perhaps resembles a no. Anything like that you've seen? <laughs> I'm standing here right now. <laughs> well, uh, uh, listen. I don't know where he went, but he's somewhere around here. I actually need to uh, yeah. take a look around town as it is. So um, if I see a knoll, I'll let you know. Uh, can I do a quick scan of the um, of this t- here tavern quickly to see if I recognize any yeah, of the faces? Sure. Anyone else that's in here? Yes, roll me a perception check. Come on, be better. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. <laughs> Amazing. You look around and your own cool smoke flies yeah. in your face. Yeah. Uh, and you can't, you're just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like she warned me against this. She said she said it was a bad idea. <laughs> uh, while Tovo uh, broods very coolly uh, by, by the entrance, I think Husha is going to rest um, their uh, the cloth bound arm, like their hand on the woman's like shoulder and just sort of say a calming word. They're going to say, don't worry, ma'am. We'll get your hat back. I swear it. And Hoosier's going to use the thumb of their other hand to rest it on the woman's forehead. And there's going to be sort of, I think only the two of them could hear a bing noise, uh, like a clear bell being rung as Hoosier casts Detect Thoughts to try to scour her memory to see what she saw. Ooh. Mm. Are you looking at uh, just the surface thoughts or do you want to go deeper? Let's try surface thoughts for now. I think it's just an automatic success. If I want to probe deeper, she has to make a whiz save. 
Yeah, uh, she is. Uh, first of all, like this is the kindest touch I think that she's had in a long oh, time. No. I think most people avoid touching her, oh. so I think in this moment she feels like oh. But you can tell that, like, her brain feels very cloudy uh, from, like, a mixture. I think it's almost like static. Like, the, the static that you've been feeling is inside of this woman's head. And it's it's very, like, like it's almost like uh, looking through, like, some sort of foggy place uh, trying to see. Um, you would probably have to go deeper in order to actually see the knoll. You can hear her, though, thinking stuff about, like, this is so unfair. This is, uh, I'm so sad. It's just feelings of, like... Like, you know, essentially sorrow. Uh, she's very upset right now. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Halflings, I would like to thank our sponsor for today, Factor. With the busy season fast approaching, you might be on the lookout for some wholesome, convenient meals for a jam packed days. I know that I do. One of my favourite things about having a ready-to-eat meal kit is the fact that I get a nice variety to my diet. It is so easy when you're busy and you're trying to look for nutritious food to eat to just eat the same things over and over again. Well, you don't have to do that anymore. Factor is here to help you. Skip the next trip to the grocery store, all the chopping and prepping and cleaning too, whilst getting all the flavour, nutrition and quality that you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and enjoy and get back to crushing your day. You can choose from over 34 flavor-packed meals per week, and the calorie-smart meals come in at less than 550 calories per 
per serving. And if you need a little extra boost in the day, there is an assortment of 45 plus add-ons that you can snack on, including breakfast items, including apple cinnamon pancakes, or as we like to call it, second breakfast. And just in case you need any more convincing, Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewable electricity for all of their production sites and offices. Head over to factormeals.com slash halflings50 and use the code halflings50 to get 50% off. That's the code halflings50 at factormeals.com slash halflings50 to get 50% off. You are so welcome. Enjoy your tasty, nutritious meals. For half price. Go now. What are you doing? Go, 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 run. Go get the meals. Go, 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 go. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to you know solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat you can easily injure and or maim yourself as well yeah you don't want to do that no. angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process you just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie.com. Thank you. Yeah, I think underneath the mask, Hoosier's eyebrows are like furrowed together with... um empathy uh they feel this woman's pain and they want to soothe it somewhat uh so i'm gonna have her make a wisdom save against 15 okay i'm going to give her disadvantage on this right because she's under the influence uh, she's... <laughs> yeah uh that's a natural one That'll be <laughs> hey! join the gang <laughs> like easily just slip right through all of her mental defenses and you remember her like you you see through her eyes as she's sort of like hazily looking around the room uh she had been shooed away from the the hookah table uh and had been sort Sort of brooding in the corner, biding her time until uh, a spot opened up again, and maybe enough people changed out that she could sneak back over and get another, get another, a few puffs in. And as she was doing that, she felt something like at the top of her head, looked up and saw her own, like the brim of her own hat, like moving. And then as she like looked down, she saw a almost like a cloudy looking striped knoll moving like darting out of the door uh like underneath the door no one else seems to have even noticed this person was there like she looks around like with a but like no one even noticed you even like she budge was in there when this was happening uh nebit was there nobody seems to have noticed what was happening with this weird knoll Cloudy, sort of like this new stranger that rolled in, like smoke or like fumes are covering its body or just in the texture of its fur? I would say more like 
it felt obscured. Oh, interesting. They, uh, not just like smoky, but like when you look at them and it's like something is like there. It's almost like you there. Like the moment you look away, it's like you forget they're there. That kind of a thing uh-huh. where like they, they just it seems like almost ghostly, but not quite. Uh huh. Still very corporeal. Are my magic senses tingling on this knoll? Is there magic afoot? Roll me uh, uh, a, an arcana check. Okay, let's do it. That is a 15. I think, yes, you probably would recognize that this resembles... Uh, I think this would probably resemble a spell that you have... Uh, you may have learned or heard about, uh, which is called Pass Without Trace. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this spell before. I think Hushir, like... <gasps> Like, lets out a little bit of a gasp um, as they remove their thumb from the woman's forehead. And, like, as the spell ends, the woman knows I've probed her mind as part of the tech thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, my eyes peek at her through, like, the mesh covering of the mask. And I say, forgive me for my intrusion. Uh, it's like we were connected. Uh, it's like you saw me. You really saw me. Yes, there are occasionally feelings of a falsified intimacy between the caster You're of the spell my and best the friend. She just grabs onto your knee and rests her head on your knee. Uh, my best friend in the whole world. <laughs> Turbo, having been scanning the. Uh, tavern very unsuccessfully. I imagine at one point the cloak just fully billows up a bit too much. And, <laughs> God damn it! Uh, get down. Um, uh, is probably like uh, would would he have seen any of this like interaction? Yeah, you walked um, over to the bar and it's not cool. like a packed building. Yeah, cool. So great. yeah, you absolutely would have been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll turn round to um, to Hushi and say um, you were uh, touched with the magic. I don't mean to. Uh, pry into your business, but uh, that was uh, impressive what you just did. Uh, thank you. I'm just a student of magic, nothing more. A scholar in training, <laughs> one might say. She <laughs> was not wrong. There was a knoll, but there is something afoot. Uh, perhaps we can move this conversation to a place where we have uh, fewer prying eyes. Hmm. That wouldn't be a bad idea, I don't think. Uh, hey, uh, pleasure to meet you both, uh. My name, uh, and I'll pull them in like very close as I say my name, and so like no one overhears. I'll go, Tovo Reeves. Tovo, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, Tovo. Uh, you hear her yell out, Mr. Reeves, won't you please work with my best friend and get my hat back? <laughs> I, 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 I just fully like, uh, I just look down, uh, over and you can see Tovo just fully trying to keep hold of like his decorum. It's just like, okay. I think we're going to have to uh, disentangle this lady from your leg first. Oh, don't worry about that. Uh, you see that Igideri uh, reaches over and says, Now, Ikaisa, the nice people are going to go help you out. Why don't you stay here with me and I'll give you some nice hope milk. How's that? Clear your head a little bit. Uh, she looks up at the three of you with, like, these watery eyes and smiles this big grin and just says, Thank you. I appreciate your help. And then she just sort of, like, uh, relaxes against the bar and just leans back and puts her uh, head back, uh, at which point you see Igideri goes kind of like, 
don't worry, we do this all the time. Picks up a cup of oat milk and just starts pouring it into her open mouth. Oh my god! And she's just sitting, standing there. You see, they're they're like, why don't you just just head out? Go go take care of your business. Uh, a question for the DM: Does uh, where has Budge been staying in this town? Does he have a place like a a residence that he's been sort of holed up in? Do you think that you would have been staying at uh, an actual residence, or do you think you would have been staying, uh, like, I, on the outskirts of town? Like, where do you think? I, I can uh, tell you there are places where you could stay in the town. Yeah, but. I feel like I would have probably have found a place. I mean, it depends on the nature of the town, but I imagine he would probably have got around. He would. The last thing he would do would be to, like, pay for a, for a room. At a, at a tavern he would probably try and find like an abandoned um, an abandoned building like if there was anywhere okay. dilapidated or anywhere that like you know people wouldn't expect someone to live he would probably hide out in there okay there's plenty of those there's okay, like cool. th- this town used to be much larger so in the outskirts of the town there are a bunch of abandoned houses okay cool they're kind of like ruins but they're nice enough like you're a tough fella you could easily have like slept in one of those and been fine Okay, sure. Uh, DM, just in in keeping with the theme of uh, our character intros, can I roll a quick insight on uh, this um, on Budge? Uh, yeah. Just because I I think I take one look at Hushi and I'm like, no, that that's definitely not anyone that I'm like hunting, basically, uh, mm-hmm. or looking for. So, uh, but I just want to make sure I don't recognize anything about this other individual who's here. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> Man. Can I can I roll any kind of opposing check? <laughs> you don't need to. Don't you don't need, need to. to. <laughs> okay, cool. You don't need to. That's uh oh, that's no. Oh, oh. I'm going to use one of my Hold on. Ooh. I'm going to use one of my knowledge of a past life uh D6s, please. Oh. Um, let's see. That's better. Uh, so that takes me up to a 14. Okay. Um budge, let me look at your deception here. Um yeah, you can roll opposed. Yeah, if you're trying to hide something, you can absolutely roll opposed. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, that's 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 not good. That is not good. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that'll be a six. Good rolls tonight. Good oh, rolls. Boy. Fine rolls. Spicy uh, rolls. <laughs> Johnny <ooh>. tonight. <laughs> what does Tovo uh, get with a fourteen? Uh, so. Uh, yeah, but um, like there are uh, budges on the run from the uh, Barbosa gang. Barbarossa. Um, they definitely Barbarossa. Sorry, not Barbosa. Paris <laughs> <laughs> the, the Caribbean. Um, ah, yes, he Bob- is. See, he be on the run. <laughs> Send him to Davy Jones's locker. Uh, no, he's um, yeah, he's on the run from the Barbarossa gang. They definitely, almost definitely, have at least a small team of people looking for him and they have connections everywhere and that's why he's hiding out in this town basically um so yeah he's got he's definitely got people after him he doesn't want to be seen i don't know if you'd get the name of the gang but you like looking at this dude you're like this dude works with some shady folks this Mm -hmm. dude is hiding out here he probably ran afoul some peeps you might not know the name barbarossa but you definitely yeah 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 yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. that's what i was thinking okay cool i'm gonna yeah look down and be like hmm i think you could be very helpful uh, why don't we go find this uh, lady's uh, hat? Did you say what, what is that? What we're looking for? <laughs> she just like gargles uh, like a uh, yes. Dear Lord, focus on uh, swallowing, please. Do not uh, choke and die. That would be. I don't need that on my conscience. 
Yes, that would be inconvenient for this quest. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it would render the need for the hat a little uh, useless, unless it... Yes, precisely. Perhaps for a good burial. Been to a few of those. She leans her head forward, <laughs> swallows, and says... Don't worry at all. I've gotten good at just sort of establishing a, an open pathway. It's easier to get the smoke down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, she's a vessel for hookah. <laughs> yeah. Just wow. leans back. Ha. And <laughs> he resumes pouring uh, some of the hope milk. By the way, sorry to interrupt your imbibement, but uh, uh, there are a lot of hats in this town. I'm just wondering, do you have anything that... Uh, is distinctive about yours? Uh, another... It's bright yellow, and it has a red feather. Well, thank you, ma'am. Bright yellow with a head, red feather, okay. Yep. Yellow, Interesting. Red feather. Yep. Uh, based on her nat one, I guess, my detect thoughts, I assume she, I saw the, like, brim of the yellow hat, mm -hmm. right, as it was being lifted off. Did I also glimpse the feather as this cloudy knoll bore it away? Yes, and actually, I think looking into her thoughts, you would have also uh, gathered that this hat is actually magical. Mm. Okay. okay, then okay, Hoosier's okay. interest is definitely like triply peaked now. <laughs> um, and Hoosier gets up, you know, I think pulls out like what looks to be like a tiny, um, like metallic, almost like dumpling, like a silvery dumpling, like is the shape of it. Um, but this would be a silver ingot, like from, from their home, like from their home country. And they place it down, even though this probably isn't the currency of this place. Um, they say for, for your troubles, uh, to the double, mouthed barkeep um, as they get up and, and, and start to walk away toward Tovo. Uh, you, you hear from behind you, uh, well, I guess it'll make a nice collector's piece. Uh, and you hear the uh, pick it up as you leave. Okay. Yeah. Um, outside, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, on, on our way out, generally speaking, um, Hoosier's going to like ask in like a, a hushed tone to both Tovo and Budge, what what is a hoat? <laughs> uh, can I roll a history or nature check to see if I know what a hoat is? Uh, you don't have to. Both of you know what a hoat is. Oh, yeah. okay, They're just the most adorable creatures, I must say. <laughs> always, always furry. There's a hoat. It's going to turn is... out to be some sort of demon lizard thing. <laughs> so is, since, since the... Uh, cataclysm there have been like a, a kind of an advent of new animal species like new hybrid mm. animal species a hoat is specifically a combination of a horse and a goat <laughs> oh my god mm -hmm. wow okay. wow yeah okay they're uncomfortably large and also very weird looking uh yeah a lot of Damascus goats. A lot of Damascus. There's a strong strain of Damascus goats in these hoats. Mm. Uh, not a, not the best looks. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Milk's tasty, though. So, you know. Uh, so what is your plan? What is your plan in order to explore this town and look for uh, poor Elkais's uh, lost hat? I will just make it very clear to DM, I'm so uninterested in that. I'm literally <laughs> using this as an excuse to just, like, poke around some places and see who I see. Okay. Obviously, if I see the hat, then I'm not, I'll, I'll mention it. I'm not just going to, like, ignore the hat if I see it. But I'm very much on the look for anyone, anyone who shows a particular interest in Budge. 
Uh, like if anyone seems to be like side eyeing Budge uh, at all or me, I guess. Um, and then just anyone I might recognize because I have a feeling I have a vague idea of what the person I'm looking for mm. might look like. Uh, okay. You actually know, yes, the person that you are specifically looking for mm -hmm. is a Minotaur. Ooh, okay, yeah, I feel like that's going to be a little easier to spot. <laughs> yes. Um, now, in the meantime, uh, as you all, as the three of you are investigating, I would like all three of you to please roll me investigation checks and perception checks. Okay. Finally, something I can do well. <laughs> I got a nat one for my investigation. <laughs> That is my first Amazing. natural 20 of the campaign. Ooh. That's a 28, hey. my dude. <laughs> uh, 28. Uh, I'm with you, Connie. Um, I got a uh, 2 minus 1. So uh, that's a one. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. I had a one plus four, so that's a five for my investigation, but a 21 for my perception. Okay. Oh, dang. Well, yeah, I'll do my perception Ooh. now, which is going to be terrible. Oh, it's not. It's a 21. Okay. So um, 28 and 21. Oh, I got good. a natural 20 for my perception, plus 6, so that's 26. Oh, So much okay. in-sinkage happening already, um, gang. Some min good hustle. Going on. <laughs> good hustle, yeah. You love to see it. But on dice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I think uh, over the course of the day, you meet various people around the town, and as they're like walking by, none of them uh, claim to have seen any sort of knoll. Although, when as soon as you start mentioning that there was like a hat stolen, uh, you hear that like people are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, I actually uh, just yesterday." Uh, I lost my old family locket that we had. And like uh, around the town, it sounds like valuables have been going missing throughout this town. Uh, but nobody reports actually having seen a knoll or indeed anyone take their stuff. Um, I think that with a with a 28, um, with a 28, Tovo, you, from just investigating this town, uh, can tell that there are plenty of places where if someone were here, they could hide. Mm -hmm. Like, there are, even like in the more populous areas of the town, there are still, uh, some of the houses are, uh, the houses are built on stone foundations, but there are still like other abandoned houses or barns, different spots where people could be hiding out here. Sure. Um, with a 26, you said, but, uh, yes, oh. for perception, yeah. With a 26, I think as the last people that you speak to, you meet a nice couple and their daughter. Uh, one of them is, uh, they're both men, but one of them is wearing like a really nice cowboy hat. It's like a homemade sort of cowboy hat, but it looks like he has put a lot of effort into fashioning this thing, and he looks kind of uh, like sort of a rough and tumble sort. Uh, the other one uh, is actually here on a break from his, like, he's actually one of the shopkeepers around town, uh, but he's uh, home eating lunch on a break, essentially. And they say that actually some of their chickens have been disappearing, and they've they had been trying to 
like keep an eye out. Uh, but like last night, one of them, the the one uh, who looks a little more rough and tumble, uh, his name is Asim. Uh, Asim is uh, explains that yeah, actually he sat out all night uh, with his rifle to try and see if there was like a jackal that was coming in. But all of their uh, all of their time displaced chickens, uh, or not all of them, but a number of their time displaced chickens have gone missing in a way that they don't normally go missing. Uh, since the chickens are time displaced, I think even. As as he's saying this, like one of the chickens would walk by and then disappear and reappear about 10 feet back in the exact same <laughs> path uh, and then just continue walking forward. And then you would also see another one uh, start to lose some of its feathers and start to sprout gray down or excuse me, uh, yellow down and sort of just shrink down uh, into a little chick. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hoosier is super, super super interested in this. I don't think they even, like, hide their excitement at this. They, like, go up to the edge of the pen uh, as Asim is talking, and they, like, look down at these chickens. Um, can I, like, roll Arcana, like, or something to see, like, why these chickens were affected by this, like, chronergy magic specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, roll Arcana. Okay, let's see. That is going to be a base 13 plus 720. Okay, with a dirty 20, I think you would be able to tell like these chickens have been hit by some of the same magic that was affecting other places, but this is the first time you've seen this kind of a manifestation. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the, you yeah, have this not, is very like obvious. Yeah, you haven't actually seen any sort of time elements to the magic that you've encountered thus far. I think, yeah, like the best way to describe it is like this. Most of what you've seen has been like stuff being weirdly altered. These things appear to have become semi unmoored from time itself and are like just uh-huh. fully uh, their own like fourth dimensional position is just all over the place right now. Uh-huh. DM have uh, has. Tovo seen anything similar to this before? Yes. Uh, both Tovo and Budge are aware that depending on where you go, time tends to run a little bit differently. Yes, sure. Uh, Hoosier would not know this uh, simply because they haven't met anybody from this region and they haven't, they, and as they were getting closer, they didn't really speak to anybody who might have been affected by it. But it's basically you only really learn this by traveling from location to location. Uh, so there are, uh, so yeah, go ahead. No, I should ask if I notice uh, Hushu uh, uh, looking because yes. so I'll kind of yeah okay cool. Uh, Tovo will sort of sidle up and and just say um, yeah that's um it's actually quite common around these parts. So uh, the uh, see in certain places time it shifts a little differently. <laughs> you can uh, spend does the, it now? Yeah, you can. Uh, I went to this one town not too long ago and uh, thought I was there for for about a day left and. <laughs> Whole month had gone by. <laughs> it was uh, that was a mighty surprise, mighty fine surprise. So you you, you know, but uh, most people they uh, start to you know track these kind of things so you can avoid little pockets and areas. But uh, if you're new, you might want to just watch out for that. Um, Fascinating. You must tell me more about your travels. Uh, a seam was it? How much for one of your chickens? Well, uh, I, I suppose he uh, see he looks over uh, at his husband. Aguilas is like. Gives like a, a thumbs up, like uh, he says. Well, I suppose we could part for about ooh, I don't know. Let's say a uh, 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 half uh, one kilo. Like you see, he's like looking at at his husband. One a one kilo bag of magic dust. A one kilo bag. <laughs> Just because they're new in town doesn't mean you can. Uh... 
take them for a ride now. One magic bag for a time displaced chicken. These things running around everywhere. And uh, if you're going to be parting with that kind of money, do you have any way of making sure this thing doesn't uh, disappear as soon as uh, my friend here takes it away? Uh, you see, they both look at each other. You got a you got a collar for that thing. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that that might be a possibility, like something that can anchor them oh, yeah. to time. Yeah, there are sort of like probably not in an area like this, but in some of the nicer, like sure. uh, more recovered towns, you mm. there uh, people have created like partial like dispel magic, uh, like cool. collars that they can yeah. put on chickens and stuff to try and keep it from jumping too much. Mm-hmm. It like lessens the effects. Unless you got one of those to throw in, you know that one bag is uh, much too much now. They kind of look at each other. You see that uh, the other one, his name is uh, Gilas. He's like, all right, all right, you got us. It's (laughs) nice to meet you. You seem like you're new here. Look, why don't you take, why don't you take a... (laughs) <laughs> they point to they point to the chick uh, and they say, why don't you take little uh, baby man there? <laughs> that is his name, baby man. Yeah, we named him that because he keeps becoming a baby, even though he should be a man. <laughs> I see. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I promise I'll be back with a little bit of magic dust for your troubles. Oh, Please, it's it's absolutely fine. Look, if y'all are around here trying to find, if y'all get to the bottom of what's going on around here with people losing stuff, uh, it's more than enough payment for us, isn't that right? Uh, and Asim nods. Uh, uh, Gilas takes uh, their their little daughter and starts to lead her off uh, in a direction that I guess he probably wouldn't have explained. You can ask him if you want. In the midst of this, Budge, you have been looking at this coop. Uh, this chicken coop. And you notice, actually, as you look, uh, there appears to be a scratch on one of the on in like the 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 wood of the of uh, one of the posts of the coop, a scratch with a 26, a scratch that very closely resembles knoll claws. Hmm. I see. Uh, I, I'll, I'll direct everybody's attention to uh, to this scratch and just say, uh, well, we have confirmation that it is, in fact, a knoll, uh, and it was, in fact, here. I think we have a, a serial thief in the town. What is a knoll doing with spell-sick chickens and hats? Hmm. Uh... Ooh. You look like your face. Your face looked like there was something happening, Tofo. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yeah." Um, no, no, you go because I've got like two things that I was gonna do quickly. So you go. Okay, Hushi's <clears throat> gonna scoop up Baby Man, Man Baby, uh, and and gingerly place this this morphing chick into a tiny satchel they have at their waist. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but I have like a, a small bag of holding, right? Just yeah. a very small. Okay, cool. So like gonna. Deposit the chicken there, scoop up a handful of feed, and just like pour it in, like after the chick, so it doesn't start the attack during this mission. As you pick up um, the chick, and cinch the neck. As you pick up the chick, mm-hmm. it straight reverts into an egg. Uh, <laughs> you just drop an egg. Well, that's you handy. Hear, <laughs> hear like the gray, the feed just. Is it going to eventually like return back into its mum and just keep going back through like the? Li- Is that what it's doing? It just keeps going back through its own just lineage. Like. Benjamin buttoning. You could end up until eventually whole we find out the, the answer. What came first? You know what I mean? Oh my god. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> but yeah, that's all who she's gonna do. So if uh, uh Tovo has something in mind. Um 
two things. I just wanted to really quickly, do I have any magic dust on me? Yes. Jeremy. I believe you would. I do. Amazing. Could I potentially go up to uh, this gentleman we were just talking to and try and... Uh, I want to basically just offer... Uh, I'll say, hey, you after a little bit of magic dust. Uh, I need a little bit of information, but I could do with it being on the down low, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, we're doing you a favor, so all I ask is that you just don't ask me asking questions. Don't uh, tell anyone that I was asking questions. Uh, are you asking... You're asking uh, the more rough-and-tumble one, Asim? Yes, Asim, yes. Okay, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Asim is like, well, uh, I suppose, yeah. What what kind of information are you talking about? I'm, um... I'm looking for, a. Um, an old uh, acquaintance, should we say, not a, a friend, not an enemy. Uh, a Minotaur fella, quite a big one. I believe he goes around with the Barbarossa gang. You wouldn't happen to see him pass through here anytime soon, would you? Um, well, no, we ain't, we ain't had no Barbarossa gang members around here. Um, I don't. Uh, uh, or any minotaurs at all? Doesn't matter. N- no, we don't. We I ain't seen no minotaurs in a long time. Uh, as as he, he's saying this to you, mm-hmm. uh, all of you hear sort of a sound off in the distance, uh, and he's like, "Hang on, what is that? Thunder?" Uh, looks out. That and ain't no thunder. <laughs> you see what looks like a stampede. A stampede of large creatures barreling straight towards the town. Uh, ooh. Uh, like they're going to trample is... over the town, or... Does Budge know what this these creatures are? Has he seen encountered these creatures before? Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, they're still at a distance, but you would know that these... Uh, they're not big enough, I will say, they're not big enough to physically, like, step on buildings, but they're more than big enough to wreck a person or, j- like, jack up somebody's house. These are Hippinos. <gasps> oh, dear. Oh, dear. That's uh, a bad mix. <laughs> I, suggest, I suggest we get somewhere elevated uh, before these uh, these creatures arrive in town. And just to clarify, Jeremy, are these creatures, they're not like, there's no one like on the back. They're just like, it's just like a wild stampede, this looks like. It is 100% a wild stampede, looking like. Okay. Uh, You haven't heard really of stampedes like this, though, happening around in this area. So it is a little weird that this is happening. Uh, Really quickly, I'm just going to point into Asim and be like, "Uh, do you, does that happen a lot? Like, should we be seriously concerned? No, no, this is, this is very much cause for concern. Uh, is, can we head him off? Get your husband and child to the roof, now. He immediately, like, runs, grabs his rifle, runs his, Galus, Galus, uh, chases down. You see he very quickly returns. Gilas has, like, picked up, uh, their child, and they immediately start, like, trying to, he help, starts helping them both onto the roof, uh, looking out, <laughs> Now getting closer, you hear people around the town starting to scream. Some of them have fully dropped what they're doing and are sprinting like in the opposite direction away from the town. Some people have run back into their houses. Can I, um, I want to pick the bartender just so that they are aware because I don't want them to be caught off guard. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, I, um, I bring out like a, a horn, which basically looks like it's been like a hollowed out, um, like animal horn, um, and I'm going to blow in it and like no one else, no one hears anything uh, but the bartender. 
Uh, this is a horn of silent alarm. Uh, it's one of my infusions. Mm. Uh, and so basically, mm. I want the bartender to just hear this really loud, like, like uh, noise. I'm assuming the bartender mm-hmm. would be someone somewhat comp- like competent and might be able to help people. Yep. That's my aim here. Uh, <laughs> I, as you blow that... I think you you're not close enough to be inside of the the camel's hump uh, to know what's exactly happening over there. No, but no, of course. As long as he's as long as he's in six hundred feet of me, yeah, you're within six hundred feet. He can hear it. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool. Uh, right. Oh, uh, I guess we should get out the way. <laughs> you see that a seam is like they're gonna they're gonna trample the town. Isn't there some way that we can maybe get? We have to stop uh, them. They they they're going right. they're going to destroy the whole town. Oh, I I have a little bit of an idea. Uh, mm. As you pull out this horn and you blow on it, it's obvious this horn is magic, right? I look at this thing and I'm mm. like, and it's like, bam, like magic. Or would I have to like roll to figure out that it's like? Uh, not I mean, just he fully def- he fully blows it. No sound comes out, and he doesn't look <laughs> yeah. upset. Like he doesn't look annoyed. <laughs> like it did not work. <laughs> totally. Uh, so with that in mind, Husher is like now like registering that like Tova was more than meets the eye. You know, Budge probably is as well as this huge herd is trampling toward the town i think Hushi's gonna try to climb on top of the roof and like do something to just to like distract the herd and get it to like trample somewhere else okay so am i able to just like get on the roof or would that necessitate a check well i think uh it's at this point it would be helpful if we all rolled initiative because time is short yeah i have a little idea but let's see here oh i get initiative i get advantage on initiative Fun times. Oh, yes. 23 for myself. 23 for Tovo. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, I don't actually think that feature applies to initiative. Oh, are you going to use chronal shift? Yeah. I think you Will actually you can. That... I think... It, I think it, oh, is it okay. ability checks? It says, like, D, like ability checks, attack rolls, saving Ability checks, us. yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Initiative is an ability okay. check. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, then I will use chronal shift. Okay. So I think what that looks like, like what that means is as like the, well, let's see if I actually get a good one. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it was worse. Oh, okay. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, I think maybe what this means is as panic is setting in, like Hoosier's turning around, this huge like cloud of dust being picked up in the distance and like the, the ground shaking. Um, both Budge and um, Tova are going to see, like, who should, like, <sighs> breathe out from their mask and, like, the eyes behind, like, the, the mesh covering of the uh, demon mask's eye holes, like, close as they center themselves. And just all of you would hear, like, a, a, like, a, the clear ringing of, like, a bell coming from, like, emanating from outside of, like, Hoosier's body. Ding! Uh, as, like, their their form begins to, like, shimmer. Um, but nothing else seems to happen. They just seem to do something magical. Um, oh, damn, I gotta ask you some questions. That was cool. <laughs> Budge, Budge, what do we got? What are we looking at here? Uh, I, got a, I got a 15. Okay. So, uh, and Nebit got... Oh, Nebit got a natural one. So, yeah. That's a three. <laughs> okay. That's a three. Uh, uh, an 11. 11 for Hoosier. Okay. An 11. All right, cool. So at initiative 10, the herd, the stampede will get closer. They're currently mm-hmm. dashing straight toward you. Uh, 
it you you would guess you probably have like a good 18 seconds before they arrive. Uh, and how far away from like the edge of town, like from where they are? Oh, you're near the edge um, of town. You like went all the way. You worked your way through the town. Oh, okay, in order great. To so get they're here. coming like towards the edge of yes. town here. And is there like a like if we were to steer them like off to the right, would they just avoid the town? Like if we were to get there before they got to the town, sort of. It thing? is possible to steer them like maybe not missing the entire length of uh, the town's area, but you could steer like steer them out of the actual inhabited center of the town. Like they could just okay. you could steer them to uh, potentially divert them into the ruins. Okay, perfect. What I'm gonna do? Uh, uh, sorry, I don't actually know who's. I don't know. Uh, you actually are the first to act, Tovo. Oh, cool. In which case, uh, how far away am I from these creatures? So these creatures, are, are their speed is 40 feet and they are three rounds away, uh, which means mm-hmm. that they are 240 feet away from you. 240 feet. We'll say. Okay. That makes that... Okay, I'm going... Uh, cool. So uh, you see uh, Tovo is going to look at the other two and be like, uh, I mean, let's uh, all help out if we can. <laughs> and he kind of like squats a little bit and you see his legs, they kind of like... Uh, the, like the, some of the metal plating on the outside of them like like stocks up a little bit as uh, I cast Long Strider on myself. His legs just get a bit like thicker. Nice. And I'm going to... All of the bones insane. in your legs also like like extend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I just get a little taller. taller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in fact, I might even say it happens as I start running. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like just getting a little larger as I start running. And I'm going to use yeah, I'm going to use my action to dash mm-hmm. so I can get a full eighty feet towards them. Okay, yeah, you. <laughs> Cool. So if I'm not mistaken, if they're 140? They're 240 feet away. 240. If I go 80, they go 80 on their round. You'll basically meet. Cool. We'll be pretty close, right? We'll be like... Or you'll be 80 feet apart, I 80 guess. 80 feet apart. 80. That's... You go 80, you'll be 80 Okay, part, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, yes, and I will do that. And I don't think I've got much in the way of a bonus action that I want to use yet. Okay. Uh because I can't do that, so... No, that is... That is okay, me. you all see... Yeah, Tovo, like, <laughs> bends down here, <laughs> and then just fully takes off like a sprinter. Uh, and it's like... Ter- it's full Terminator yeah. run. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> T-1000-ing uh, towards this stampede. Yeah. The, uh, like, dirt flying up behind him. <laughs> he is just churning up the dirt right now towards this. Uh, that is then going to be Asim's turn. Uh, Asim is going to also run out. Uh, his speed is only uh, 30, so he can only run 60 feet. But he's going to run out 60 feet uh, with his rifle uh, and say, I'm coming, let me know what you need me to do i'll try to help out as he's like running after you i'll run a wheel uh maybe as a as a bonus action i i can i yell uh i'm gonna try and lead him away that's absolutely fine yeah I'll, that's a fr- i'll cool. let you do that for free cool well i didn't i wasn't using a bonus action so yeah, yeah. sweet okay uh that leads us now to budge uh yeah budge is um well uh he's just gonna i guess uh you know what? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna attempt to back Tovo up on this. So he's gonna. You can see he starts to get slightly taller, and his legs change from the sort of vaguely humanoid legs that he had before into these like 
giraffe-like appendages, and hmm. he also starts to pelt off. He is uh, he's also cussed, um, long strider, um, but can, <laughs> in his own way. Um, yes, yes. So, but he's not running yeah, in the he's, t- really he's not long. running in the sort of cool robot Terminator style. He's sort of bounding, sort of trotting like a sort of <laughs> gazelle, lanky gazelle giraffe type thing. The lankiest legs possible, just mooty esque. Some might say it's not it's not elegant, but it is efficient. So uh, yeah, How, uh, Tovo definitely gives you like a knowing like as we're both running at like superhuman speed, just gives you like a full like you like st- you fully like step over a seam as you're running. Just, like your legs, just, it's like, oh my! What in tarnation? As you like keep running towards. Uh, now it is Hushu's turn. Okay. Question about the positioning of things. How far away is the herd and how big is the herd in terms of like feet so, and like size? Um, I will let you, uh, as a bonus action, I'll let you roll like uh, a perception check or an insight check to try and figure out the dimensions and approximate number of the herd. Okay, sure. Uh, let's say, let's see what my better stat is. Is it going to be perception or insight? Let's take a look. Perception is a plus five. Insight is a plus five. Okay, it's two perception. Why not? Oh, that is a natural 19, so that's going to be a 24. 24, okay. You're looking, you're like, like, you just like, start. it's like numbers flying through your mind. Uh, and you're like, okay, this herd is probably looking around the town. This herd looks like it's about two-thirds the width of the most populated part of the town. Looks like there's, hmm, you can't see the entire, uh, you can't see the, the bird's eye view of the herd from where you are. But you're guessing that based on the amount of noise that they're making, uh, the size of the creatures the approximate weight of the creatures, probably about 16 to 20 individuals, depending on the size. Okay, and how far away are they from me, and then how far away are they from the front of the town? Uh, they are 240 feet away from the front of the town, uh, and I basically just said that you all are on the outskirts, so essentially they're 240 uh-huh. feet from you. Oh, Jesus, okay, that's too far for what I want to do. Um, but it, you said there were ruins that we were we could try to divert them to. Where yes. are the ruins in relation to us? So if you were to basically get them a good 50 feet off of course, they would then uh-huh. go entirely around to uh, to either the left or the right. You They could go entirely around okay. the town. Okay. Uh, and this is like a desert, right? So is there like cat? Are there like little like there's a lot desert of shrubs. shrubs? Yeah, this around? is uh, okay. this is called this is a desert and Zarek shrubland sort of situation. So it's not like sand dunes, uh, but it's very like it's relatively sparse vegetation. A lot of uh, shrubs and stuff like that. Great. Uh, then Tovo and Budge. How far away are they? Because they both like dashed and like used long they strider. They both went eighty uh, feet from away from the herd. Yeah, I. D- uh, okay, uh, go ahead. I Budge? didn't dash. I don't think because I used my action. I can't. So I'm. Beh- I'm slightly behind Tova. Okay. Oh, okay. In that case, I'm going to. Um, on top of the roof, it's like very cinematic, right? Hoosier uh, stands there, uh, and they are going to. put their hand on the hilt of their sword, but they're not going to draw it. Instead, they're actually going to tap the tassel that has this, like, tiny little scroll on the end, and the tassel's gonna glow, uh... Uh, with like a black light, ding, and then it's gonna elongate. Uh, the scroll is gonna elongate, uh, glowing with like a black and white light, like fluctuating between these two poles um, of color. Uh, and then the scroll is going to unfurl, 
like floating in midair uh, directly in front of Husher as we see like characters uh, in uh, Gurumbai, like the language of Gurumbai, like floating off the page. Um, and Husher is going to like scroll between the characters, uh, almost like it's like the surface of like an iPad or something. Um, and as they like make like a flicking motion, like with their hands, like the characters are going to like, like some are going to come to the surface and some are going to like go back to the bottom. Like they're stacked on top of each other, uh, written like horizontal, horizontally downward in like uh, these elegant like uh, calligraphied like characters, right? They're going to find a spell. Um, and as they do, they speak it out loud in their own native language. And the portion of the scroll that contains the spell lights up um, and it turns like red. And this, as the spell turns red, like smoke rises from it as they cast fireball uh, at <gasps> the I'm trying to position it between um, uh, Budge and Tovo. Ooh. So to uh, blast like a. No, I don't want to hurt Tovo. So in front of Tovo, I'm going to try to blast the front of the herd. My idea here, hopefully, is that the herd's going to scatter around the fireball um, and that the fire is going to ignite the shrubs and like form like a natural line of defense against like the town. That's sick. Um, That's baller. Okay, so let me see the range of fireball really quickly. Whoops, I accidentally just cast it. 150 feet. Uh, 150 feet. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, you can easily, you can cast it 150 feet away. Uh, Not. Yeah, we're not near close enough. Yeah, neither one Uh, of them. And I've realized as well, uh, I am also only 40 feet. Apologies. I I looked it up and I was actually going to say it after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, I've seen Then I'm just trying to ignite the shrubs. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're going to. Uh, what what color, uh, if there is any special color, is your fire as this fireball erupts? A black. Pure black. Oh. Uh, but it is hot, 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 like actual fire. Uh, just like could these like obsidian flames like explode in a uh, 20 foot wide sphere. <laughs> uh, like just like in front of where like um, uh, Kushir says the spell and they push their palm forward and the fire explodes into existence. Ooh. Turbo definitely turns around in full Terminator spirit and goes, that's metal as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here's what I will say. Roll me then uh, an intimidation check against this herd using, mm. uh, in this case, since you're casting spell, using your intelligence. I'll let you use your intelligence modifier. Okay. So essentially, instead of your normal plus two, you get a plus four. Yes. Nice. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna use my uh, second like luck thing <laughs> because shift. I want this. I want this to be so good. So we'll see. Okay, that is not bad. Um, that is going to be an 18 total. Nice. Ooh, okay. Um, so. Because uh, it's a 40-foot radius. So, or excuse me, 20-foot radius. So that's a 40-foot diameter fireball that just... This black orb of flame catches, absolutely sets a bunch of the shrubs alight. Uh, you hear people like, ah, the day of fire has returned! Like, people are freaking out now as this gigantic fireball has appeared. Uh, you see, uh, I, the, the herd rolled very low to resist this. Uh, you see Ooh. the majority of the herd just straight up diverts. Like, they they just, whoa! Uh, there's, a, there's six of them that are really determined. That are just... <laughs> okay, six. <laughs> <They're> like coming <laughs> through. You see them, like, bursting through the flames. <laughs> like, these are... <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the, All right, we can take on six. <laughs> I feel good about that. I don't know if you guys know this, but rhinos really, really hate open flames in real life. Like, if you light, huh. if you are in, like, rhino country and you light a fire at night, the rhino will just attack your campfire and kill it and then leave. Oh, wow. So you hit, like, wow. whatever part of these brains is still rhinoceros uh, has absolutely been triggered. I triggered it. Yeah, and they're just, oh, okay. like, bearing down on the town. Uh, but most of them just straight, like, split off. You have successfully ever most of the herd. That was amazing. Take a point of inspiration. That made me very happy. Um, yes. Oh, heck yeah. Hell heck yeah. Yes. That was very and cool. And to round out my turn, I am going to misty step up like 30 feet to get closer to the action. Um, you can't um, misty step because it's a spell, unfortunately. Spell. Uh, it's it, You can't cast a level, you can't cast two level spells in a single turn uh, unless Do a yeah, it's spell, like a weird thing, right? but you yeah. can you can cast a cantrip in a spell, but you can't cast two level spells. Really? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Uh, mm. That is crazy. Okay, then yeah, I don't. Do that. I was, was going to do exactly that the same been thing. That would super cool, with though. Misty Step. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so you know what? If you want, you want, did you want to be on the roof? Because I'll just let you get on the roof for free at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, just I'll just stay. I'll stay on the roof and like do my cool like fireball thing. Okay, you. <laughs> And then I feel like you just straight leap back and poof, land on the roof. A maneuver that you've probably never done before, but you just were so overcome with your own coolness in that moment that you just straight launched yourself with a no-look jump back onto the roof. Uh, you Totally. Gilas is like, that's incredible. And you hear, you're the coolest person i ever seen uh, from the little girl. Uh, she smiles up at you like with this gap-toothed smile. Um, and now it is the herd's turn. Yeah, the remaining six... 80 feet uh, barreling towards you all. So uh, to recap, that would mean that they are um, 80, 240 minus uh, 40 is 200 minus another 80 is 120. They're 120 feet away from Tovo and Budge. They are uh, 100. Uh, yeah, they are 100 feet away from Asim. And I'm going to say that you got uh, five feet back with that. Uh, so you're uh, now at this point, 100 and... Yeah, you are 165 feet, I think, away from them. So. Okay. Now it is Nebit's turn. Uh, she has uh, been, yeah. she's been raring to go. Let's end a. What would you like her to do? Uh, she's, has she been raring to go, though? I feel like she's uh, she's going to kind of sigh a little bit and then just flap up onto the roof uh, next to Husha and, uh, and uh, yeah, just sort of watch the proceedings. She's not getting involved. Just roll her eyes. They're, and handi- and they're handling it. Just like, <laughs> Nobody's Charging. hurt yet. They're handling it. They'll be fine. <laughs> She's gonna watch. Maybe just like lick a wing, you know, just preen herself a little bit. <laughs> she she uh, casts a glance over at you, Husher, who or and starts like scratching something out on the. Uh, she starts scratching something out like in the roof, and you see like she scratches out. Uh, I, I th- I'm gonna say she scratches out in like the common tongue. Uh, scratches out like ridiculous fools uh, and then just like hmm. uh, while she's licking a wing uh, and that's gonna take us back to the top of the round uh, which is Tovo hey oh I'm just gonna like shout like are we gonna kill these things or are we still try to get these things away I, I don't know if blasting them is the best thing to do <laughs> Uh, I'll just see if anyone else looks like they're readying to uh, kill Asim these is like, six. I'll stand my ground if I have to. Uh, still has like he's shaking, holding his rifle, just like but with a look of determination. Okay, it's so there. A hundred and twenty feet. Hundred and twenty feet. So if I went, 
Uh, oh no, I don't think I would get there. You have a 40 foot. Oh no, you have 40 foot range. I would. Okay, here it goes. Let's see how much of a cowboy Tobo really is. <laughs> um, so Tobo is going to do a full 80 foot sprint, uh, which is a, a dash uh, action. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to Misty Step as a bonus action. And I want to Misty Step on the back of the the, the one in the front. That's, oh uh, I'm basically going to be, uh, I'm going to try and wrangle this thing. <laughs> or at least try and, does it have a horn? Uh, yes. They have horns, but also hippo mouths and the hippo teeth. Terrifying. I'm going to basically Misty Step on the back and I want to basically try and grab hold of the horn. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, try and start yanking it and like a, it, like turn it turn it around basically. I think you're. I don't know if it's actually possible for you to do that based on how your actual speed in the distance. But you know what? I like it. So no, no. I'll, 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 what I'm saying is, I'm happy to like just get there this round, and then next round I'll try and like. Oh yeah, no. I can try I'll let you get on the way. back. I'm saying there are 120 feet. You can run 80. That still leaves 40, and you can misty step 30, right? Uh, but oh, I'm saying, yeah. but I don't care. What they're, one okay. of them got okay. real excited and ran another 10 feet forward. Yes. And you just, oh, yes, <laughs> you. Uh, oh. you just take off with these, uh, these yeah, these, these yeah. Terminator legs. And uh, then, I'll, I'll, as well, what I'll, uh, I'll say as well is as you see Tovo runs forward, uh, kind of a bit like Portal, you see uh, that Tovo throws like a, like two little beads, uh, throws one further, like uh, like 30 feet further forwards, like right above the rhino. And the other one down on the ground, and like a little portal, like fully opens up, like a little magic portal opens up in front of him as he like goes through the portal and just drops down on top of the rhino. Okay, okay. here we go. <laughs> Make me a dexterity saving throw as you land on top of this hippino. Nice. Uh, if I if I do a backflip as I do it, can I do acrobatics instead? <laughs> no. <laughs> ah, okay. Worth a try. Oh, come on, please. Oh, okay. That's that is actually a nineteen. Ooh. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use my knowledge of a past life because I I want to I I don't want to leave anything up to chance. Okay, yeah. I feel like what I'm doing. Hey, look, if I fail, it's gonna if suck. If you hit a twenty, <laughs> if you hit a twenty-two or above, not only will you mm-hmm. be aboard, but you will be securely aboard. It won't have to make any further. Like it'll have to. Okay. It'll have to try actively try and throw you off, like with an action. Twenty-two? Did you yeah, say? Yeah. If you hit a twenty-two. Okay, so I need a three or higher on this yeah. D six. It's a one, everybody. Oh, no. So you, you land on there, no problem. Uh, but you are mm-hmm. like, I imagine you're Hanging sprawled on. out, holding on to the yeah. horn. Mm-hmm. As this thing is just... Mm-hmm. Uh, you, see, you just see Tova behind you. You're a like, big fella, aren't you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Sweet. Uh, that is, that's me. That's your turn. Asim uh, is going to run another 30 feet forward uh, and say... Uh, 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 like he's just freaking out and he's just gonna aim his rifle <laughs> and shoot at the 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 head uh hippino he hits uh mm-hmm. he shoots it he's not like trying to kill it but he's he basically tries to shoot it uh to the side to try and get it to turn off um that's going to be Turbo's head just comes up hey you nearly hit me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're Ping! uh you're not sure Jeez, why it's making that sound you, you hitting like a living thing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the it he does a little bit of damage, but it's pretty much fine. Um, sure. So, uh, and it's going to make yes. Uh, I had to make a wisdom saving throw to keep running towards you, but it it absolutely easily made that. So uh, that is his turn. Now it is going to be Budge's turn. So how far away are are they? 
from They are Birch. 120 feet from you. Okay. So if I... Am I correct? Okay, so if I have maths, then if I do go my 40 feet, I will be within 80 feet of them. Yes. Amazing. So I'm going to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Budge's, uh, like, the, the fingers on his right hand kind of start to grow, like, sort of weeds and, like, sort of little vines and things that come out, and he sort of shoves them down into the ground. And with that, the area that the... Um, uh, that the What are they called again? The... Hippinos. 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 The area that the Hippinos are amassed in becomes suddenly overgrown with sort of leaves. I'm casting uh, Entangle on the area behind it, so it's a 20-foot radius. Okay. Nice. Sorry, 20-foot square. So um, if they're within... So just the densest part. I mean, there's six of them, aren't they? So I'm imagining they're sort of roughly within 20 feet of each other. Uh, Yeah, I think I'll say that you can hit four of them with that. Great. I'll go for the back still ones. Big creatures. I'll go for the ones that don't have a tovo on them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they all have to make strength saves. Is that right? Yes, please. Strength saving throw uh, versus fourteen. Okay. I'm hoping that because they're stampeding, if the front one falls over, they'll just. I just go I down. just rolled a nineteen, a fifteen, an eighteen, and a thirteen, and they all get they get a plus to strength saves. Oh, well, that's I'm... just great. Well, it's still difficult terrain, so they'll slow down yes. a little bit. So their their speed <laughs> yes. is halved. They they tear through, but their yes, their speed is halved. Um, well, gosh. <laughs> uh, what? Well, yes, you still have bonus, have bonus action. I don't think I have much that I can do on a bonus action, so... Uh, uh, you could wild shape or rage. I could wild shape, um, but I won't. I'm gonna hold All on right. for now. Okay, so, uh, now we are back to Hoosier's turn. Uh, what would you like to do? They are, you see that they're being slowed a little bit, uh, but they're still on their way. It's time to bring out the big guns, I guess. Hoosier is going to shout out toward Tovo. I'm sorry about this. Be strong. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> Hoosier is going to, f- like, raise their hand, like they're gesturing, like, a come-hither motion as a, a second spell rises, like, to the front uh, of, their, of like, the, the characters floating off the surface of the scroll, uh, and it shimmers with black magic now um, as they are going to use one uh, sorcery point, because uh, I took the metamagic adept feat, um, to use Hell distance yeah. spell on fireball. So fireball will hit Ooh. no matter what, right? Because they're over 150 feet away yeah. at this point still. Yeah. Okay, so now the range on fireball is 300 feet. I'm pretty sure you I can, easily I can, can hit, hit these, all of them. these rhinos, yeah. okay? Okay, I'm going to cast fireball again, centered on <laughs> the herd of six rhinos. I don't know if it'll get all of them. I'll let the GM decide no, how many with, with it hits. With 40 feet, but... you can easily, yeah, they're within 40 feet yep. of each other. Okay, fantastic. So that is going to have to be a deck save against 15. Okay, I'm going to okay. roll six deck saves. Also for <laughs> yeah, Tovo. I'm so sorry. All good. Um, Jerry, we didn't discuss this. I am a reborn tiefling. There's no residual uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, resistance to fire, fire resistance. damage, is no, there? Sadly, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's fine. I have re- I have an advanced on death saves. So. <laughs> three, three of them fail. Three of them fail. Okay. Uh, so ooh. the ones who succeed will take half damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will roll my eight d six. I'll just do it here. Uh, Jeremy, I would like to cast a spell as a reaction, please. Okay. I cast ooh. absorb elements. Ooh. Oh, baby. Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, God. So 
Yes, I will cast Absorb Elements. We'll say that, like, a bunch of, like, vents open up on your sides, like... Yeah, uh, and, like, it just sucks the, the fire in as it goes yeah. on around me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it stops my actual skin from getting, like, fully burned. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, captures the spell of incoming energy. You get resistance. I have resistance to the oncoming damage. Yeah. Uh, and then I can do an extra d6 to my next attack. So if I pass, I'll get quarter damage, which yes. would be really Yes, cool. that would be great. What's the DC? Yeah. Uh, uh, 15. Deck save. You got good okay. decks. You can do it. You can do it. 11 or higher, folks. That's a nine. Oh! Pass life. Can I use that? Can I use that? Is that? Oh no, I think it's just on ability yeah, checks, I think isn't it? Is ability checks, but let me no, tell. it's okay. You're still uh, only gonna take half. It's still half damage. I'm still it's not half. Bad. It's still half. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So full damage is 31. I believe half of that would be 15 rounded down, right? Uh, I, I round up, oh so it's gonna be 16. But 16. <laughs> okay. But fire damage. <laughs> but okay. three of them yep. fully take 31 fire. The damage. 31. <laughs> As uh, these black flames, yeah. Not enough to kill any of them, but that really, they're like, uh, there's like a lot of like, like weird noises emerging from these things. Just so you know, um, yes. Budge, who has just uh, stuck his hands in and done the weed thing, or what he thinks is the weed thing, has never seen this kind of remote magic before. So he, as far as he's concerned, he's just tried to do entangle and the place is just blown up. So he's like <laughs> looking at his hand like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, um, <laughs> you all see that four or excuse me, five of the six just are like, uh-uh. Uh, and turn off, <laughs> uh, leaving just the one with Tovo on its back. Just <laughs> Can I just say right now, uh, uh, Tovo is fully just like, on fire on the back of a, a, a rhino hippo smoldering arm, arm the tiefling horns just fully I'll say like part of the turban gets like singed away so you can see that like one tiefling horn is fully metal and the other one is like that dark kind of burgundy colour um, literally it literally looks like half it's like half and half his body is like half oh, metal that's and, dope as hell. Yeah. but the other half still resembles the other you know the, the metal half still resembles his the other half billowing flaming him, so. cape as well just like yeah 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 yeah. that's fully just um, uh, yeah, on fire. Tovo, Tovo's like, ah, I actually kind of like the aesthetic. It looks cool. Let's go. Rad <laughs> Valkyrie starts playing. Uh, so, uh, do you have any bonus actions that you'd like to use, uh, Hoosier? Um, Please don't do that again. <laughs> I can't take Sorry. too many of those. <laughs> I figured you were strong. I wasn't disappointed. Um, th this rhino looks like Tovo's probably going to take it out, right? So I'm going to. I won't do any bonus actions. I'll let Tovo. I'll let Tovo have the glory of dispatching of this rider. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah the, those those letters uh, those characters glow and I like lower my hand and watch. That's the end of my turn. Okay, cool. Uh, for Nebit's turn, I, I'm assuming Budge that Nebit's still not really getting involved at this point. Nope, everybody seems safe. She's she's fine. She's just going. <laughs> she starts. She starts. Maybe honking honking switches the wing. <laughs> she's <laughs> <like> <laughs> <laughs> I, I toss her some uh, chicken feed. <laughs> she catches it uh, and then winks at you uh, and like ruffles. She, ha you see that her tail is like a leopard's tail, but with a fanning of pink flamingo feathers at the bottom. Like at the, oh, cool. so she sort of fans you like for a moment. Uh, with the tail. Uh, back at the top of the round, Tovo, it's all you, baby. Uh, hey, this hippino is uh, messed up. It has run another okay. 80 feet also. So it is now actually right uh, right up in, in Budge's face. 
Okay, here we go. I still have Longstrider. Yes. yes. So, is it possible for me to try... <laughs> Might be shenanigans. Is it possible for me to try and, like, if I jump up on this thing's back, can I jump, like, 20 feet in front of it? So, you're on its back. You can, like, launch yourself ahead of it. Yeah. yeah. If I launch myself ahead of it, is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I would like to launch myself ahead of it. Uh, I'm happy to do an acrobatics check to see if I beef the landing. Okay, yes. Oh, well, you, yeah, you definitely need to do an acrobatics check <laughs> to see if you beef that landing. Uh, that's an 11 plus 7, so an 18. Oh, okay. You, uh, do, you jump off, do a somersault, and come up like in a superhero pose. Cool. Cape still billowing. So I do a, do a somersault. I land facing the hippino, uh, and, um, uh, and I'm just, I just go... Down to make some peace. Uh, you see, he puts his hand on his leg, and his hand fully stays attached to his leg as he moves his arm away. And as he draws his arm up, uh, you see a uh, like a, a revolver comes out of like where the stump of his arm is, like the stump of his arm. He takes out uh, on one knee, aims down the barrel. I'm going to use my dead eye if I can because I've only used 20 Ooh. feet of movement, and uh, I'm also going to use sharpshooter. <laughs> oh boy. Because I have that feat, so I'm minusing five from this, but I have advantage because of my uh, dead eye. Uh, which for all of you listening at home, this is a custom sub. Oh no, you get you get to add you get to add the the d6. Oh yes, of course I do. Yeah. Okay, so on that. <laughs> okay, so that is a nineteen minus five. No, nineteen plus three. Nineteen plus three. Because I have plus easily eight. hits. These these things are easily that tough. hits. You could easily okay. Hit. Uh, you get to add that. Did you add the... Uh, what did you roll on the, the die? The uh, Just a die. one. So that's why okay. I did 19. It was an 18. I rolled a 19, but then I added a plus one. Well, that one gets added to the damage of the attack. Oh, dear Lord. I do 26 points of damage in one. <laughs> I rolled a 10, and then I plus 10 for sharpshooter, yeah. and five is my modifier, plus one. So that's a 26. <laughs> okay, so you... <laughs> oh, one, uh, straight into it. Just straight. Uh, where are you aiming this? What? <laughs> Just straight down the middle. <laughs> right. You like blow, you blast its horn off. Just <laughs> the horn goes flipping through the air and lands. Shotgun the horn. <laughs> it lands like a uh, point down in the dirt. You still have one more attack. If you uh, is it still going? Um, it, let's see. No. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's alive, but it like, oh, it like, like sc- screeches to a halt. Like your gun is right in its face. Can I? Yeah. Can I say it like screeches to a halt right at the, like the tip of my gun? Yeah. Um. I'll just retract the gun. Put my hand back on. Uh. Put my hand on the creature and just say, "I think you should run along now, little one." <laughs> and I'll just sort of steer his head <laughs> to sort of turn it round. <laughs> this utterly broken hippino just sort of like its head is turned and it sort of just trots back. Oh no! Oh no! I might actually hold on. That's 31 points of damage because I added, uh, I get a, a D6 for the absorb elements that I, uh, that oh, I got, wow, so that's yeah. fire so damage on fire. that as well. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> end of the, the end of the thing is on fire. This thing is really badly hurt. Oh, like, it's really hurt. Um, it, it just walks. You see it's the tip of its little tail is on fire uh, as it's like <laughs> sort of walking away. Uh, if its tail was longer, it would be between its legs as it just sort of trots away. <laughs> Shuffles away. Um, and at this Ooh. point, as you as you have successfully diverted this herd, uh, it is at this point that you hear. Oh boy! Um, 
and and walking out from among the ruins of the houses is a minotaur accompanied by five other individuals. Uh, and you hear this minotaur. Uh, she looks around at the group and says, <laughs> well, well, well. Looks like this town's going to put up a little more fat than we expected. And that is where we'll end this oh. session. It's cool. We'll just say initiative, Jeremy. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> we can do it. Let's do it. Two battles in one. Imagine Let's go. Bunch, like, just, just runs up to uh, Tovo, like completely out of breath, having done absolutely nothing useful in that fight, just being like, well, we make a great team. That we do. That we do. That we do. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you for yes. checking out this inaugural episode of <laughs> Insert Name Here. Insert <laughs> Name. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> reaction to name. <laughs> I have been your Dungeon Master, Jeremy Cobb, uh, as always joined by Jasper William Cartwright, Ayo. but also our special guests. Special guests, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and say uh, where people can find you? Yes. Uh, we'll start with you, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, so polite, our special guests. Hi, I'm Johnny Charles. I am the resident bard for Three Black Carflings, um, and I'm very excited to be on the show. And uh, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna look me up, uh, or if you wanna get in touch, uh, I am on Instagram at uh, the underscore lonely underscore orchestra, and you can find all sorts of fun musical frolics and hijinks on that channel. Yes. Please go and check out Johnny. It, he does the most incredible music yes. and does the most incredible music yes, for the show. He did, he did the character is, themes uh, and the uh, the theme song for this very show you're listening yes, to right indeed. now. Yeah, which which was incredible. Yes, <laughs> I I absolutely was blown amazing. away. Like you outdid yourself. <laughs> yeah, I c I've never heard anything so beautiful okay. in my life. Uh, you <laughs> captured my character perfectly to the team. Yes, exactly. Um, well, to well, all of that you honest me praise about the world. you've definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. I will write them. Uh, I will have written them. <laughs> uh, and also, and our other guest. <laughs> Uh, yes, hello everyone. I'm Connie, pronounced they, he, and she. I play Hoosier. Uh, thank you to Three Black Halflings and Johnny for having me on. This is so much fun. You can find me on the internet uh, at by Connie Chong, B Y C O N N I E C H A N G. On Twitter and Patreon, I am also the GM and executive producer behind Transplaner RPG, which is an all transgender, people of color led, 100% homebrew DD 5th edition live streamed actual play campaign set in an original non colonial anti-orientalist world so check us out if that sounds interesting to you we're very dramatic we're very poetic and we are very very queer and very very gay yes yeah. uh, that was right. so eloquently put I've done My that God. spiel like a million you times yeah I'm so jealous when people have every, like, every time yeah. we have a guest on who has clearly practiced their like plug it makes it us really look like such incompetence right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the thing is I'm like one of us is going to now have to follow that yeah, with ours Jasper. and it ain't me because you're the DM. Well, no, I gotta go so. last. I gotta go last. I'm the I'm the GM. Well, no, no, but you just need to. Oh, well, yeah, okay, fine. You can follow me at JW underscore Cartwright. Hey, Jeremy, why don't you tell everyone you're there? They can find more three black uh, Absolutely, stuff. you can find us uh, wherever <laughs> pods are cast. Uh, at the main podcast, Three Black Halflings. You can also find us at TB Halflings on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, and we also have a Patreon. So if you liked this and you want to get potentially more episodes faster. You can head over to the Patreon as well. We also have behind the scenes 
scenes uh, peaks and and we have uh, uh, our uh, we have not decided on a name yet. So insert the name here where we talk about the various <laughs> episodes that just happened, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of cool things on there. Uh, yeah, go check that out. Uh, thank you all for listening, though. Uh, this has been great. Woo. Uh, yeah. So long, Shire folk. So long, so long Shire, Shire folk. folk. Yay. Connie, you got to do it, too. <laughs> Oh, so long, Shire folk. Yes. That was a HeadGum Podcast.